unintentional podcast. Hi, it's Sips. What is going on, everybody? This is Bonga, and you are listening to the unintentional podcast. Welcome back, guys. Hey, it's good to be back. So in this series called the Youth Empowerment or Youth Unemployment series, we'll be sitting down with a various business people and business owners in and around Peter Maritzburg who have been addressing the issue of unemployment in the youth because we know unemployment is an, at an all-time high in the country and also in KZN, you know, with COVID and the July unrest from last year. So we're looking at various ways because our listeners have also been crying out to us, you know, um, in terms of business opportunities or employment uh, opportunities in the city. So we took it upon ourselves to start this series to actually try and empower the youth and, you know, um, expand their minds on different things they could try pursue, you know, um, in spite of all of the challenges that we are facing. We're here today with Unumpi Lo Kaka, and she owns Sisipo, the... Black Pepper by oh. Sisipo. Oh, Black Pepper by Sisipo, And then sorry. I go, I've nicknamed myself uh, Sisipo the Wife. <laughs> when I saw that name, I thought of Tlomo the Wife, Yes, that's why, that's why it was so inspired, because really? I love the series, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, so... You know, you're from Maritzburg and you grew mm-hmm. up here and now you have your own business here. Um, can you just tell us a bit about, you know, why did you decide to go into catering and event management? Well, it, I did it, I, it, I did study hospitality at Varsity mm-hmm. College. So I completed my studies in 2005 at Varsity College. And it's a hospitality management, international hospitality diploma. So I could choose anything that was in hospitality mm-hmm. yeah. because we were well vested in our training with every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What you could do is you could be a hotel manager with that qualification. Mm-hmm. But the part that interested me the most was the kitchen mm-hmm. and the food and that's the culinary. That's what I stuck with. Nice. So nice. after working for some time, for a lot of places because I've even worked good uh, boarding school in Michael House. I worked there. Oh, wow. I even went as far as working in a hospital. Mm. Mm. So after working for some time for other people, it's long hours. Yeah. In in, in hospitality, it's long hours. So you've got to love what you're doing. Yes. So as a person who was now a mother and a wife, it didn't leave me much time to yeah. attend to those things because yeah. I was at work most of the time. So that's when I decided to open up my own company. This mm. way I could detect my own hours yes. and I could check if I wanted to work or not because my kids were still very little, Yeah, mm. you know, so I needed to be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> you needed most. like that sort of versatility good to know today you know you can mm. be with the family more have mm. more family time that yes. makes sense yes time um, so basically it wasn't a, a case of you couldn't find you know employment it was your choice mm. to actually open up your own business oh yeah look before covid opportunity for jobs and employment is huge in the hospitality sector mm. wow. so it it wasn't at that at all mm. you could basically actually go any about anywhere in the world and still find work yeah yeah that now, makes sense. yeah absolutely now i have a question on that because now you're leaving like you said it's pretty much uh, almost guaranteed employment mm. but now you're going off on your own like what gave you the confidence to start a business you know that with entrepreneurship it's risk high risk 
mm. high reward even, mm. or yeah, it's quite risky. What gave you the confidence to actually go and start your own business besides the time? But it, it was also risky as well. It was it was risky, but I had faith as a, a Christian woman. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, so I, I had faith, and I, I knew God wouldn't have put this this thing in me if mm. if it wasn't the way it's supposed to go. Mm. It was actually a feeling that I've been fighting for a very long time to go off on my own. Mm. That I tried to hold off and hold off until all of a sudden the business I was working for was now moving to Durban and you could see Uguti God is actually trusting me upon <laughs> <Yeah>. taking Uguti <laughs> me by run force, my own business. Fire. You see? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then I, that's how I ended actually eventually. Right. Really it was like almost a push a shove from mm. the most high to say listen sure. this, this is what you need to do yeah um, and yeah, sorry so um just because you spoke about you know covid you before covid you said there were many opportunities mm, mm. so you know how has covid impacted the hospitality you know industry right now and has that had a bearing on your business as well yo when you have i'm a business afana with what is it i'm not sure if it was three cities or, or one of the Sun International hotels that mm. closed yes. in Durban, mm. where there's basking with tourism. Yeah. Oh, you yes, see, and yes. who am I to survive COVID mm. if such yeah. big companies are the ones that are shutting down? Mm-hmm. So before COVID, you, uh, like, listen, we were doing our functions about 300, 400. Mm. I mean, up to thousands when it came to Easter, I needed to do churches. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I, one time I was doing a church, I had to cater for 2,000 people for wow. almost... Yeah, Friday nights up to Sunday morning. Mm. Right. And that was just the norm. And wow. you, someone would call me and tell me, no, we've got a, a thing for five people. And you're like, no, that's not, <laughs> I could, that's not where I, I'm, I'm yeah. at, you know. Yeah. But during COVID, mm. and especially when the country was releasing out slowly and people mm. were starting to wanting to gather because, you know, mm. the nature of people wanting yes. together. And people were like, there's six of us, we're wondering if you could. Yeah. And I had to be humble and yeah. say, listen, Nobil, mm. the... Thing yeah, you is he is calling you to be humble and yeah. so now I've I'm actually enjoying to cater to just six mm. people like being their pri- pri- private chef basically, mm. basically to those yes. groups of four people that just want to sit as friends and want to have a restaurant at home mm. so I bring that new experience so it has, it has actually called COVID has called us to be diverse yes. and not to look at our business that one way you know with mm. our horse what. With the blinkers. yeah, yes. has my host blinkers. Now we know, Guti. Listen, there's other things that you can actually do. Of course, of course. So yeah, it was actually nice adapt. It's I find it nice to actually adapt to the new system that has COVID has put mm. upon us. Of course, so of course. To. Are you based primarily in Peter Marisburg, and if uh, is that on purpose? Yes, I am in Peter Marisburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why did you decide to stay here? In Marisburg, I am in Marisburg, but. It's my home base. Okay. Um, I go all over Kazakhstan. I even go Dublin, Eastern Cape, as uh, we yes. talked before we went on air. Yes. I've got family in the Eastern Cape. Mm. Yes. And so I, I know a bit about Eastern Cape. So I've got some business that side that, that calls me to be that side sometimes. Yes, so I do go to the Eastern Cape as well. But oh. it's it's very nice. It's, you know, we can are traveling all, all over Kazakhstan, basically. No, oh, okay. we go there. Do you find that the support is... Is the support is the support of the business uh, post COVID? Oh, because we are still in COVID. But like, uh, how's the support now? Being that you're only based in Peter Marisburg and some parts of Eastern Cape, like, um, has it reduced since the start of COVID? And how's it picking up now? Now that we 
the sta- mm. even the state of disaster has been lifted. Yeah, at the uh, before COVID, like you had people that have already booked stuff with you, right? And now COVID is upon us, and now they cannot have their function anymore. Yeah. So now we are caught in that system of Guti. How do we then juggle this thing? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. people became less and less confident about having functions and having the, the especially the big ones, the unveiling, the weddings, the mambesos, you know, mm. all the things that were uh, a, a cash cow, so I could yes. say, for our business. So now they couldn't do that. So right. now we had to halt and almost business came to a standstill, as I was saying. Right. Right. I was right. catering for six people, mm. you know, something that I've never done before, yeah. you know. Mm. So now slowly people are, being confident enough now to book functions that are in December to mm-hmm. check how your availability for even 2023 and you're like okay this is a good this is actually a recovery yes. it's a nice recovery mm-hmm. and it's slowly just pouring in and it's it's becoming there mm-hmm. again but at the same time I cannot now just say what the six people I don't do them anymore so oh, now yes, it has actually course. opened up yes. <laughs> the the what market is, yeah, yeah. what can we what what we can do so yeah. it's yeah. it's actually a very interesting time Guti, it was supposed to be a time of testing and ferman e covid but actually Absolutely. now that we are slowly breaking mm. through it it's actually become an opportunity maker and it mm. has opened up our eyes which is very nice yeah, awesome. and your company, you know, uh, Black Paper by Sisipo, how many people do you, like, employ? And how has it been, you know, did you have to let any people go when it was, you know, the COVID and everything like that? Well, we we had to come to a point where we had to agree as the staff that was with me. Uguti, we cannot, the system, as you can see, how it is going. Mm. We can't keep anyone to be permanent. Okay. So what we've done is we now work as casuals and I pay them a casual rate, which ends up being higher than they would actually yeah. be if mm-hmm. it was permanent. Mm-hmm. So it actually was working out nicely for us as well that way, mm-hmm. for them as well. Yeah. Okay. So the people you're with, like, uh, how did you get started with them and how did you start to build a team uh, when the company started and how did you pick point, well, not pick point, but pinpoint mm-hmm. and collect these people that you have around you right now? Uh, what we, uh, how I built stuff because um, it started off slowly mm-hmm. so I had my friends helping me in the beginning mm-hmm. and then they'll slowly find their own employment and mm-hmm. actually don't have time to come to me anymore mm-hmm. so what we did is we used to train people that were casuals to work with us so they ended up being equipped with how everything was and right. that's how we used to run the place and that's how we still are running because uh, it, it's a very human resource it's labor intensive in terms of people mm-hmm. hospitality and catering absolutely so it's 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 good to keep on training people on the job so what i usually do i, I take non-experienced people people mm-hmm. that had no chance in getting jobs anywhere wow. and we train them and we teach them and they end up being able to be so equipped that they can actually now look for other job opportunities because of the work skills that we've imparted with them. That's really dope. That's amazing because, mm. um, you know, the series that we're doing is part of um, the youth empowerment uh, because basically, you know, the, the workforce is very tough 
for everyone mm -hmm. um, and the youth especially is struggling. I mean, you've seen the unemployment rate. Yeah, it's, um, it's not good. So, I mean, I like companies like yours who are saying, you know, you're taking youth that, you know, wouldn't normally stand a chance and you're mm. giving them skills, practical mm. skills that they can use now going forward. Yeah. Um, what would you say, though, if, you know, there was someone who wanted to go into the hospitality industry right now and... <coughs> What sort of advice would you give them? <laughs> uh, it looks fun ne? from the outside looking <laughs> yeah. in. Mm -hmm. People playing with food, mm. but it's actually very hard work and it's mm. long hours. Mm. So not only you need to love food, you need to mm. love working with people, especially because, oh, you know. And but on on extremes on both sides. Mm. <laughs> like, you found the auntie, and then you found the auntie, you know, at a function yeah. Yeah. that's leading the function there. So it will be best if you love, if you've got a love for it, you need to have a passion for it, and be dedicated with the long hours that it, mm. that it takes. It's very rewarding. And what I find is, um, you need to be good to the staff as well, which is, I've, I need I needed to be good to my staff, because I know how how long the hours are and I've mm. been I've worked under somebody before mm. in the same industry and I know how it is to not have a boss that's not nice that's not nice yeah you know so you need to as much as you need to they need to know their place yes. but at the same time they need to come to work enjoying who they're working mm. for and what they're going to do regardless of what might come and that I might shout I, yes. I shout but I get over it yeah. <laughs> you know we, we, they know yeah. once we've talked about it it's over it's done. Yeah. yeah now we need to move on and so what you need to do is you just got to have a love for it and be passionate about it and be willing to just work hard to build a name in the industry Mm. So do you think it's worth it that people still go into the hospitality industry? It's a very dense industry. There's a lot of people that say they're caterers, mm. you know, because mm. as soon as you pay a and they're like, oh, my mom's the best cook, you think you're a caterer. <laughs> mm -hmm. But no, we wouldn't go to school if that's all it took. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, again, we will all be teachers then, you know. Mm. Or we all be nurses because I know how to put a bandage on somebody. But no, we're not all nurses because you need to train for it. There yes. are aspects of the job that you mm. need to train for it. Like uh, when you're talking about serving a plate of food to people, you need to know how much grammage you're serving per person and how much that grammage is costing you. Mm -hmm. And therefore, mm -hmm. what is your break-even point? You need yes. to know. You know. You need to know food costing. Mm -hmm. And there's no. You need to learn this stuff. You need to go yes. to school for it. So if you're gonna say you're a caterer. Go to school for it. Learn mm -hmm. about it. Have an idea of what's going on. Because yeah. Axis will go to your caterer and then at your function you run out of food. Mm. Oh, yes. And people have told you, it's 150 people, yet you've only served 100 and you're running out of food. Mm. And you call yourself a caterer. <sighs> and then get their blankets, all of us, and they say black. Yeah, yes. Not just black caterers, they say black business. Mm. You know? Absolutely. Which is yes. so annoying. Because we are humble, we can pick and pay without trashing the whole yeah. thing of spa. Spa. You know, right. Right. I don't know why they do that to black business. Mm. They always say, What's our oh, black business? Like, no, guys, we're not the same. You just dealt with those zone. Now, come, come, or whatever, you know, right. is a racist. But then mm. you receive 
what you pay for. Yes. Mm. That's the thing. They 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 just pay people that they think cook nicely mm. because they do cook nicely. I give them that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's for 10 people. But it's a different story, story. altogether. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so you need to know your you need to know your game. Mm. Mm. And now and, yeah. Now I have a follow-up to that then. Um, what does it take then to run such an operation to to have eyes on every little detail that's important, not just the cooking aspect of it, but like you said. You need to <clears throat> invest in your staff. They need to know what's happening. Okay. So that you you do your crunch time with the particular department, like the guys that pack for the function. They, they pack the plates and the chafing dishes. Mm-hmm. And they set up the serving stations. They need to know exactly what's going on. Right. So when they come in, they're well trained. They know exactly what's going on. So when I tell them, we are serving 200 people, we're going to have three serving stations, they know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. They just need to know what the menu is. They know what how many chefing dishes to take, how to set up and everything like that. And for them to study how to, how the flow of traffic is going to be when people are coming actually to the buffet. So mm-hmm. you need to <clears throat> study all those things. You need to impart all that knowledge mm-hmm. so that the people know what's going on. You need to be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone that's in the kitchen they know exactly what's happening because that's that's important. That's mm-hmm. where where that's where the Sasipo the touch <laughs> comes in. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so yeah. I I've got a lady that I trust very very well, mm-hmm. and she's very very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got that. The only thing that I'm still handling is that I'm still I think I'm holding on to it more than that. There's no one capable of yeah. it, and that is uh, buying my own supplies. Yes, yes. I. I, I need to look for a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I need to compare with 10 kg where rice is You know, yeah. cooking oil is doing the most Whoa. to us. Whoa. If somebody Whoa. calls me for samosas, I'm like, are you sure samosas? They are so outdated. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's because of the price of Trying cooking oil. Cost, yeah. you know? But um, how has that affected business? Like for me as well with my baking, I was just thinking, let's see, wow, oil is so expensive. Mm. Do I now raise my prices? To you know, because I mean, I'm also I need to make a profit. You need to. Um, so how has that impacted your business besides you know trying to sure. give alternatives? Yeah, we don't we don't want to sh- shortchange anybody. Everyone needs to understand mm. the what kind of situation we're living are we're living in right now. Mm. things are going up, mm. and I'm not just going up because I'm 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 wanting to be a millionaire with yeah. just dual function. No, mm. it's because things are in high cost. Mm. You know. So we try and play around and see. Which I, I, I'm frank to the customers that I have. Yeah. No, at the price that it's going for, oh, cooking yeah. oil. Yeah. Let's look at it this way, yeah. you know? Make, make, give them the personal touch, the mm. personal experience, you know? Yeah. No, listen. And besides, you know what you're doing, so mm. they're likely mm. to listen and take your Yes, we'll see what the alternative is. Mm. Of yeah. Course, of yeah. Course. And then in terms of getting customers, when you first started, did you use like your network, like word of mouth, or did you advertise or promote your business? I did a whole lot of traditional advertising mm. with your pamphlets, your... Mm. You know that the old school stuff, mm. being on the yellow pages, because that's how <laughs> wow. long ago it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. You know? So that's what we used to do. But slowly, word of mouth is, mm. is, is, is key, I think, because mm. I like being giving a personal touch to my functions. Mm. So I can't take a lot of functions at the same time mm. because I need, mm. I need 
it to be an experience yeah. for the people that I'm doing this for. Mm. They need to feel, would say, oh, that's how I get repeat business. That's mm. how I get people deciding on their dates of their functions due to my availability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people that that's are going to say, well, it's okay, then we can postpone by a weekend. Wow. By a weekend, because that's when you're available. Mm. That's mm. how you build the trust. And mm. I, 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 I enjoy that rather than that tap and go kind of business. I don't yeah. like, I don't like not experiencing mm. my customers and them experiencing me for you sure because i'm sure. i'm that's why it's called by cc yeah because i think it's also like you know um people skills and mm. you know you're always saying what you want that personal touch yeah. so i think that's great for people to actually experience you and your brand yeah because then they'll remember you yeah you know whereas if it's just another caterer coming in and out and doing their thing by yeah. you don't you don't remember mm-hmm. you just want to okay next time who are, who am I gonna yeah. get this time so I with get that you also, that's that, you know it's a repeat as you're saying repeat customers because mm. of your personal touch and your experience mm. and I get that some people don't want the the personal touch they just want to grab and go yeah mm-hmm. but I'm I. I'm not usually your person to do that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm. You, you, I, <laughs> it's not you. It's not me. It's not, yeah. you, it's yeah. not the. I'm not your take and go. I'm not to take away, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just. I want us to sit. I want us to discuss our function together, yeah. so sure. that we get to understand. And when the yeah. day comes, you get what you paid for. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that as well. It's kind of like you're putting yourself in their shoes mm. as well, because they're also stressed. You know, yeah. regarding whatever yes. event that they're yeah. organizing. You know, and with you engaging with them at their level, mm. it's kind of like you know when they meet with you it's like you're on their team as well so mm. they have that confidence mm. that Sisipo mm. appreciates the the importance of this event and therefore she will give it at all mm. uh, rather her all because you know she knows the vision she knows what we want to do with this i want to talk a little bit about the fun stuff like what what are some of your favorite events that you've catered that i've catered for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was the uh, they're usually just funny. You know, people are funny. Mm-hmm. It's usually a, a, a thing that happens at a function mm. that becomes a thing now, an inside joke in the company that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. then everyone knows what that means <laughs> yes. and everyone cracks up laughing yeah. in the kitchen. But I've, I've, we've had some good events. There's, which one stands out? Mm. I have no particular... Any corporate events or is it normally private uh, birthdays? Um, member souls. We do uh, do corporate events. Uh-huh. They they usually your your star events where you need to show off and because <laughs> then in Varoloka you get those calls saying, mm-hmm. listen, remember you were at our company so and so. Please right. could I want something for my family. That's when I get to get in touch with the person now. Mm-hmm. That way and then mm-hmm. create those kind of things. But I understand if it's a business, then it, it won't have so much of a personal touch. Yes. Absolutely. But it's more of a an advertising kind of moment, some mm. PR, Brand. branding cool. thing, opportunity. I mean, after all, there is a bottom line yeah, to chase. I mean, you need to make a profit at the mm. end of the day. The business mm. needs to grow as well. Yeah. No, yeah. Engage. It makes sense. And then just, you know, being in Peter Maritzburg, um, what do you love about PMB? Oh, PMB... Abant was a PMP, the very uh Banjan. They will love something, ne? Mm. And they will love it for about a, a month or two. And then they'll move on to something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's how we are built. Something will open up, people will be buzzing, and then they'll slowly just fade away. Yeah. So you need to always 
keep abreast, try and reinvent yourself. Mm. That's what they've called me to do, yeah. reinvent myself, to try and sustain myself in this business. Mm-hmm. So I have been, I mean, I've ran the, the restaurant uh, Botanical Gardens. Oh, wow. So there's yes. one of the things that I did and, you know, so it, it's, a, it's a flavor of the season kind of situation. Yeah. So we need to always deal with that and try yeah. and adapt to that. Mm-hmm. So, but when they love you, they love you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Which true. is what is beautiful <laughs> about them. So I, I, that's what I found. They, they love you, they love you. <laughs> They're going to show you they love. And during your downtime, uh, when you either with your family or your husband, and, um, like, what mm. do you enjoy doing here and in and around Peter Maritzburg? Well, let me respect, we don't, we like going out, like, Sihambe, Koninda, Pelanga, Ngwazuzi, Shongoba, Pelamana, Ngevwangi, Sontu, Ngusandu. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Most of the time, because my husband works in Howick, mm-hmm. so we like doing the, the meander most of the time. Love the meander. Beautiful. Yeah. Love the meander. So that's most, that's the thing that takes most of our time. So if we've got free time, we grab the kids, we just travel up and we nice. stop at places. Maybe we'll stop here for coffee. We'll stop at the rest, then the next one for just um, uh, a scone and then the next one for milkshakes. Mm. Yeah. No, not having an actual full meal at one place just so that we can yeah. go Experience. hopping. Yeah. But which, which restaurant would you like say it's your favorite to go to here in Peter Maritzburg being a chef yourself? Yes, Wutsi, I mean, the way that I'm so black, ne? Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 <laughs> that's yeah, how, yeah, yeah. That's how black I am. <laughs> when at Rosehurst, I enjoy going, I used to enjoy going to Rosehurst. I just haven't been post COVID. Mm-hmm. And there was a nice little place, La Aubergine. Oh, they closed. They closed. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes. That. That's where you used to do our pranks when I was at Varsity College. Wow. Oh, nice. So nice. I always enjoyed going there, mm. especially for the brownie. So I like little places uh, as mm. a cozy because yeah. of that thing, because I, I relate to that touch, yes. that personal thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's what you usually have. Yeah, and as, as you were talking about, you know, going out with your husband and, and kids uh, to the meander and so on, like... Mm. You know, a lot of what you were talking about was the experience more so than the food. And correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't, I think that's probably because you're a chef, right? Mm. So nothing really, yeah. doesn't take a lot. <laughs> it would take a lot actually to excite you. So like in terms of food and so on. It does. Um, yeah, that, that was interesting to note. Um, I want to ask this. Do you have any chefs uh, who are popular that you look up to um, currently in South Africa or internationally? Yeah, locally. Mm-hmm. Lazy Makoti? No, she's basic. It's for the people that don't know how to cook. Yeah. They'd love her. Mm-hmm. And like Utoma. Yes, Lazy Makoti. I understand her. She's got the target market for that. Yes. In mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. it's all the people that always ask me. And I'm like, because I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. at that show. Yeah. I, don't do, I don't do the, the shortcuts sort of thing. Yeah. I, I want to go all out. I need to... Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think with you, because I mean, it's also like you, you're a professional chef. So, mm-hmm. I mean, your yeah. work is different to our, I'm, our, like, I'm a new Makoti and now I want yes. to cook for my family. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go to you. Yeah. I would, yes. Yeah. It's a different type of It's a different market. thing yeah. altogether, yes. It's people, I'm not much skill in mm-hmm. cooking that will 
been inspired. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a the new kid on the block who's Anele. Uh, she's always with Ulezi Makoti. Yes, I saw some. Yeah, pics of she's her. Mm-hmm. she's very good at what she does as well. And Nufuni, Kuki mm-hmm. Nufuni, she he is a he's from Limpombo. Okay, okay, that's dope. Yeah, he does very nice food as well. Oh yeah, very very nice. Yeah. And so uh, there's another boy. What's it Tegwin? That I've just seen now. The barbecue boys, or what they call themselves, something like that. They do street food. Oof, it looks amazing. That's a nice concept. Yeah. That's a nice concept. They do very good food. And then there's another one that I just want to check out. A local, Uteste, Chef Ulo, Ola, Victoria. Oh, I haven't heard of her. Yeah. Is she private or is it a a restaurant? No, no. He runs his thing from E. What do you call in, the container? In, 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 in the food trailer. He oh, has a food trailer. Wow. Oh, that's dope. Where, where about is it? Oh, like we can pay. Oh, here in Victoria. Right? Yes, okay. I'm going to go check him out right now. I'm on Sugarland. Oh, oh wow. that, that's okay. so dope. Yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> um, internationally, anyone that you look up to? Because <laughs> uh-uh. some of them are really rough. Eh? Gordon yeah. Rams, Gordon oh, God Ramsay. Uh, oh, but to... he looks sexy without his PPE. Have you seen him without his mm. chef jacket? No. And he's just oh, been... actually, I've never. Oh. No, actually, yeah, he does. Uh, he does. He looks hot. I'm like, oh, he won a cotton. Is that you? thank you so much for 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 coming through and you know i just wanted to know how can people get in touch you know on your socials or go facebook they are got by sissy for the wife and also on instagram it's sissy for the wife so you can find me on both go instagram it's hashtag sissy for the wife but i found somebody always tries and reports my page for something so i get blocked almost all the time i don't know why that is it is so weird Mm -hmm. because it's things that i do myself it's the suppers i cook at home Mm -hmm. so yeah so it's sissy for the wife on facebook you can Mm -hmm. get me there and black paper by sissipo black paper by Mm sissipo it's it's one of the i like calling myself sissy for the wife oh okay no i get you i get you and um like um uh, as a final question from me, like, um, what is the future for Black Pepper by Sisipo and your businesses? Black Pepper by Sisipo, what I ultimately want to do when my kids finally grow and they're out of the house, I've got five years till I've got an empty nest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so right now I'm in the wilderness, I'm raising two teenagers. Yeah, so after five years, I want to concentrate on opening my own school. Mm. Culinary school. Culinary or, school. Okay, yeah. I want to open up a culinary school, especially for Abantu that don't have the finances to go to yeah, the expensive, yeah. yeah, to the expensive culinary schools. So I want them to to get some skill, mm. as you know, like mm. even there's some caterers that actually can use some <laughs> some impartation, yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like to say, listen, step it up a little bit, you know, and. Yeah. Um, Here's costing, just the basic, so yeah. that you know you're making your profits. Because exactly. there's some prices that I see being advertised out there, and I'm like, this is scary. There is no way this person is making money from this. But they don't know because volume, and maybe I'm hoping at least they're getting volume. Yeah. And I don't think they calculate and sit down and actually write what they are doing and yep. actually find out what it is it worth it mm-hmm. financially. But I, I want to impart some of my knowledge. I want to teach what I know. I love teaching what I know because I've seen from the stuff that I get, you know, people that come with no experience whatsoever and the yep. way they end up 
knowing almost everything mm. you know for sure so for it's sure. impressive so i'd want to actually open up a school that's what i want to do man i okay. wish you all the best all with the that. Best. Yes. Man, thank you so much for coming on the show it's a pleasure really uh, appreciate yeah. it thank yeah. you thank you for having me i love being here thank you so much man. thank you Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Unintentional Podcast. Remember, you can catch us on all social media at Unintentional Podcast and on Instagram at Unintentional underscore podcast. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the episode.